Hey everyone, welcome to another episode, another really long-awaited episode actually of the Hey Jen podcast. It's Jenna, your host, and today I have a very special guest on today's episode. He is a friend of mine, a small business owner, and a colleague. So welcome, Hamid. Hi, Jenna. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's so good to have you. Thanks for coming on here. How has life been for you? My pleasure. Life is great. Uh, I mean, you know, life of uh, entrepreneur uh, is yeah. very busy, constantly working, working, but uh, just making sure also taking care of my own mental well-being and uh, enjoying life also. Yeah, super good to hear that you're keeping different things balanced and that you're also taking time off for yourself as well instead of straight hustling all the way. I feel like especially now we're heading towards the end of the year, which is kind of crazy to believe. So it's important to really reflect and make sure all is good. Yeah, definitely. Very true. So then before we dive in even more, could you briefly introduce yourself to our listeners, let them know who you are, maybe what you do, anything else that's interesting about you? Yeah, of course. Uh, I try to keep that short. Uh, uh, I'm uh, Mohammed. I, uh, I'm in my fifth year or maybe sixth year uh, marketing studying at UBC. And um, I have a, I'm getting a minor in psychology as well. I'm very passionate about both uh, marketing and psychology. And uh, I'm also, fun fact about me, I'm a Latin dancer. I've uh, I've taught for a couple of years and I perform. Another fun fact about me is I used to cook in kitchens and bakeries. Wow, so well-rounded. I remember, I think, like, you told me about your different endeavors and I was like, holy crap, <laughs> what, you do all of that? Yeah, thank you. I guess uh, that what happens when you are an immigrant sometimes and uh, mm -hmm. you basically just have to uh, hustle your way up and uh, basically fight for your dreams. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. And then as a bit of a backgrounder, what motivated you to choose a study in marketing and psychology? Um, interesting. So marketing... Uh, it started uh, when I started my uh, first business. Uh, I was producing uh, events in Vancouver and it was really fun and exciting. Uh, but at the same time, I noticed uh, how marketing is basically backbone of uh, any company. I could be biased because I'm also very passionate about marketing. But long story short, I just fell in love with the marketing part of my business. And... Uh, uh, that was the moment I knew I want to actually study more marketing and become basically really good at it. Um, about psychology, I uh, uh, it was a, it was a funny story. I wasn't uh, aiming to actually get a minor in psych when I was uh, starting to study at UBC. I was taking all my non-commerce electives in psych because I was really passionate about it. I I really wanted to learn. Uh, when I just came to Canada, I went through a period that I experienced depression and uh, uh, a lot of anxiety. Uh, and uh, uh, one way for me to get out of it was basically educating myself on it and understanding what's going on. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was at UBC, I uh, took the opportunity to just basically learn more about uh, psychology. So since I was taking so many psych courses, everybody was asking me, why am I doing that? And whether I'm taking a minor inside. 
my answer was no, I'm just doing it because I like it. Uh, even though Psyche is basically a huge uh, GPA uh, destroyer. But, oh my gosh actually uh, no. i was like you know what i'm learning so that what all ma- that's all matters to me so uh so many people actually ask me about it that uh, at some point i'm like you know what maybe i should check maybe i can get a minor in psych uh, so i checked with the art department and they said basically if i take four extra courses i can get a minor in psychology and i'm like hey it's something i really love and i'm passionate about might as well let's do it and that's mm-hmm. how I ended up uh, deciding to get a minor in psychology. Well, it definitely seems like you went through a long process of pondering, thinking, and then going into it and really diving into your passions. Good for you on that. Thank you. Yeah, it was it was a fun journey for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I hope you coped well with the courses, even though, as you mentioned, they are <laughs> big GPA destroyers. I got that one wrong in my first year, actually. I was like, it's psych. It's just memorization. It's going to be great. And I was like, or is it great? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. It's uh, it's it's funny. It's a lot of reading. And for yeah. one thing, I'm uh, English is not my first language. So I consider right. my, myself ESL. Uh, mm. And reading so much is like not my one of my strengths. So mm-hmm. that was one thing. To make it worse, I was basically in the same class as like all these art kids and psychology majors who mm-hmm. love reading and like they're so good at all these. So every time I was in a group project, I had to like work extra hard to make sure Absolutely. like I'm putting my uh, best foot forward. Yeah, I can totally relate to that as well. A buttload of reading. Um, And then you also mentioned being an immigrant and then having to hustle your way through. Do you want to tell the listeners a bit more about where you immigrated from and overall, like how you developed a mindset that helped you get to where you are and pursue your passions? (laughs) Sure, that's a that's a long story. That's like a 10, 11 year story right now. (laughs) Sure. Well, I uh, I went to grade 12 in Malaysia. I uh, got my grade 12 uh, in a Canadian high school in Malaysia and uh, came to Vancouver. And uh, uh, since then, uh, I basically went through a journey of like a lot of different struggles. Uh, um, I started uh, my own company and then I found out uh, I, uh, I, I'm passionate about uh, marketing so I started uh, uh, to study at UBC but during all these periods I needed to basically work hard to pay for my bills and uh, Mm -hmm. uh, be able to afford a lot of things that I wanted to do that's when I started washing dishes and then (laughs) finding my way up in the restaurant ladder Uh, I worked in bake shop uh, pastry shops I worked in French cuisine and uh, uh, I I love all of them, but uh, at the same time, I experienced different things. I uh, I uh, tried dancing. I became a Latin dancer, and that's how I found out uh, how um, powerful a healthy ex- exercise or a habit like dancing can be, uh, which has a huge thing to do with also my brand at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Long story short, I uh, applied basically for uh, UBC. I got into commerce school. And uh, since then, uh, I've put uh, my uh, 
fit in uh, a few different industries. I work in the auto industry, in uh, academic, uh, and uh, uh, a couple of other like tech companies. But at the same time, I'm very passionate about entrepreneurship, and uh, I like to leverage all the marketing skills that I've uh, gained within the past few years and uh, many to come, hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, use it in a very strong, uh, impactful way in this world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely got big dreams and I hope they all come to fruition. And then something you also mentioned was um, you said that you started off with, you know, working at different bakeries, working at different restaurants and then teaching Latin dance classes. So all of these are very amazing endeavors, very diverse. How did those endeavors come about? Was there something that inspired you to take on a job in the restaurant industry first or in like the restaurant space? And then dancing as well? No, it wasn't a huge passion, to be honest, at the beginning, especially dishwashing. I don't know of anyone who was passionate about becoming a <laughs> dishwasher. As a ma- oh, that's a lie. That's a lie. One of my last jobs, I worked with a gentleman uh, that he was very quiet and he was an elder gentleman washing dishes and uh, just like a very interesting person. Mm-hmm. Uh, after a few weeks of working there, I heard that gentleman was like having a very high position in science. Uh, I don't remember if it was UBC uh, or like any university or any company. But anyways, he was using dishwashing as a way to calm himself down and relax type of thing to silence everything in the world. Uh, so I was like, that is a very interesting uh, way of like kind of meditating or like Mm -hmm. uh, zooming out from like everyday life but for me it wasn't that way for me this started with uh uh, with the sanctions that again happened against uh, iran and uh, all my savings that was supposed to get to me uh, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden became one third of what it was and uh, i uh i I needed to basically work to be able to uh, afford anything I wanted to do and that's when uh, I just like uh, went to Gaston and uh, Gaston in Vancouver and start kind of like going door to door in any restaurant that was there and asked them if they needed any worker I was so naive that I didn't even know what I can do in the restaurant I was like I guess I can wash the floor or like walk clean the walls Mm -hmm. uh, or clean the dishes basically uh, the first one or two restaurants, they didn't need anyone. I think the second or third restaurant, the chef was so mean that uh, oh. I I almost like, I, wa- I was like shocked. I'm like, how can this person be so rude? Oh, I just God. like asked for a job. Uh, the host, the, uh, the uh, I forget the name. But, um, the person who is at the door, she actually apologized for me mm-hmm. for like, uh, for the chef's behavior. Uh, Mm -hmm. but I was like you know what it's okay like this is one person I'm gonna find a job the next restaurant I went to uh it was even a fancier restaurant than the last Mm -hmm. one and I was just like ready for somebody to literally like yell at me or like Mm -hmm. do something even worse than the last one but the doorman was very nice and uh, he Mm -hmm. asked the chef and uh they basically gave me a job as a dishwasher and that's uh, when I started to work. And I was really grateful even for having that opportunity because it gave, it gave me 
the opportunity to be able to like uh, pay some bills and uh, continue building my dream. Wow, definitely you went through a quite a journey there. And it's great to know that you were able to find a place that served you better and you were able to find an opportunity that helped you get started. And then as for the Latin dance classes that you taught, was there something that sparked that as a passion? How did you discover Latin dancing? Well, that was another story. So <laughs> I... Uh... During like uh, the first couple of months I came to Vancouver, uh, I got into a car accident. Oh, jeez. And uh, that was really harsh. Uh, I basically woke up at hospital and uh, everything was basically different uh, within like a couple of minutes. Uh, I, I was studying at the time, but like the post-concussion headache and all that was like so hard that like yeah. I couldn't study. From mm-hmm. being like 4.0 GPA student, I was like barely passing my classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a nightmare, longest story short, uh, mm-hmm. really hard days. But I was, uh, again, uh, I consider myself very lucky because uh, uh, I was taking a lot of photography. And uh, one of my classmates back then, she was and still is a professional Latin dancer. Uh, the, everybody in college knew me in Vancouver as a photographer. They knew me for two things. My bike, <laughs> I, had a, I had a really cool uh, race bike and uh, uh, bicycle. And then, uh, and uh, my camera. So my my dan the person who became later my dance partner, she took me to their classes to take photos of their classes so they could use uh, for their marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I went to take classes, I saw her uh, dance partner at the time uh, teaching a uh, style of uh, Latin dance called mm-hmm. bachata, and uh, that class was a food work. I I. Uh, uh, as soon as I got there, uh, the partner was teaching a food work uh, class. And as soon as I saw it, I just fell in love with it. I, 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 saw, I saw the food work. I, I heard the music. I was just mesmerized. For a few minutes, I totally forgot about all my pain, all the headache, all the like bruises and everything. And I was so into the movements and dance. And uh, I loved it so much that I asked them if I can take the classes. But the funny thing was that I didn't even have money to take classes. Mm-hmm. I told them, uh, look, I don't have money, but I can, uh, I can uh, trade my skills with you. I can do photography as much as you need me, but let me just like learn and do this. My, my uh, friend, she was very kind and uh, she mentioned actually I knew you from before accident and after accident and you've changed so much. I'm, I'm happy to help you to basically get back on your feet. And that's how I started Latin dancing. Uh, it was really hard at the beginning. Like uh, it, it, um, I still had like, I had to think so much. Uh, it was a time I still like had mm-hmm. difficulty even walking normal, but uh Dance was like so became such a huge passion for me that I use it as a medication. Uh, I was just like going to dance classes every day. Uh, I was not worried about the money part of it. Uh, I was going there. I was taking photos, and it was basically just like it was basically like heaven for me. I was going there, forgetting about all my pains, everything, and uh, I was doing it for a couple of years. Uh, I was working during the day as a baker. Uh, went to dance classes for three to six hours every day and uh, that's that's how I started honestly 
Mm. really long journey and it's amazing to hear that dancing became a good outlet for you to unwind and really Mm -hmm. have a place where you can just be yourself and enjoy doing something that you genuinely enjoy doing that's definitely really great to hear do you still keep up with it yeah definitely i'm uh I'm still dancing and uh, once in a while I teach, but uh, I'm definitely not uh, spending Mm -hmm. as much time on it. There are definitely times in my life that uh, I'm like, I need some dance. (laughs) (laughs) I've been away from dance for too much. uh, And when that happens, I drop everything. I go dance for a couple of hours and everything Mm -hmm. becomes perfect again. Ah, that is amazing to hear. And it's amazing that you have such a great support system as well, who helped you secure an opportunity and let dancing serve as almost like a stepping stone to where you are at today. Yeah, very true. Mm -hmm. Right. So then we definitely learned a lot about your journey and your life story from like immigrating here to business school, to working at a restaurant, doing dishes, to dancing and finding your passion there. So then, like in the beginning, you also mentioned about your brand, mental well-being, what that means to you. I want to know a bit more about how you recognize the importance of mental well-being. Was there a turning point in life that made you recognize that this is something that I need to pay attention to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for me, I yeah, because I struggled with depression uh, after my car accident, uh, it was very early on uh, in my adulthood life. So the entire, basically, the entire adulthood experience started with a, like, pretty much a huge depression, huge pain. Mm -hmm. And it slowly went away, very slowly, with, like, dancing and recovering from the pain. But when I came to UBC and I started seeing other students and uh, also a lot of younger people, I was noticing that uh, what uh, they are going through, it was really familiar with to me. Uh, mm-hmm. But a lot of times I felt I'm just overly sensitive because I went through it myself and uh, maybe the pain was like very exaggerated for me because of immigration and a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Like, I think it's just normal. Like it's part of life type of thing. And uh, I know always UBC is very supportive of mental health and like uh, providing educational things and uh, mm-hmm. also always talks about it. So I was like, this is normal, you know, like this is how it is. But uh, unfortunately, once or twice happened that uh, uh, I almost lost uh, great friends uh, at the school to suicide. And mm-hmm. that was a time that like... Uh, these individuals, uh, it was way before COVID, these individuals uh, self-isolated and nobody had any access to them. Nobody knew what are they going through. Nobody could even help them because we just didn't know where they are. Uh, Mm -hmm. And uh, we reached out to so many people, nobody could help. Long story short, uh, my my friends were all fine at the end, but it was was so real to all of us. for say for like for a couple of weeks, we were in this shock that like we might just like literally lose one of our friends, and we knew some we knew before like they're struggling with certain things, but like 
none of us were professionals we were we were doing our best to like be there as friends for them and that's the moment that like as soon as you have that thought that like hey wait like really like i i didn't think i needed to do more for this person or like just to like make sure they never get to this point uh and you start like questioning if you could have done anything more for them now i'm not blaming myself or anybody Mm -hmm. but these are all the thoughts that was going through our mind for like a couple of weeks being a marketing student with the minor in psychology I constantly was thinking what if there was a product basically that could help these people when they self-isolate so that was like another thought that like I can talk about it later Mm -hmm. but that experience basically was uh, when uh, it was a turning moment for me that I understood the importance of mental well-being Wow. Definitely a really powerful journey and a really powerful story there. I feel like the thing with mental well-being is just like you don't really grasp the importance of it until it becomes somewhat personal. And then to an extent, I feel like this is kind of sad to say, but then a lot of places, institutions, companies, like they don't really prioritize mental well-being as the very first thing, like in certain industries in in particular. And then Mm -hmm. As university students, I mean, I graduated, but then a few mm-hmm. years ago, you often hear about people saying, I'm so burnt out, I'm so stressed, mm-hmm. or even making like really, I don't even know if it's considered funny, but definitely low key concerning self deprecating remarks. And you're like, oh, is that humor? Am yeah. I super used to it? Because that's just life. That's the university mm-hmm. student life. Or is it a deeper issue that we have to look into a bit further? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, I think for too long, it's been taken as the way it is. It is what it is. Like, that is what university is like. Mm-hmm. Or uh, this is just, you know, like, growing up, becoming adult, everything is kind of hitting your face realities. But it shouldn't be like that, honestly. Like, early years of adulthood should be, like, really joyful. You're just turning, like, 19, 20. Mm -hmm. uh university should be like really amazing experience uh but unfortunately i don't think it is that way even as of today absolutely balance is the key always try to find joy in what you're doing and make time for yourself that's how you stay sane yes (laughs) you talked a bit about an idea that you had about helping people maintain mental good mental well-being while they are self-isolating and that like self-isolation was something that was very much prevalent especially during covid when we all had no choice but to self-isolate so regarding that idea how did you go from thinking of the idea exploring it and making it something that's reality or making it a product That took around a whole year by itself. Mm. Maybe even more, to be honest. I don't remember, but it was at least a year. Well, I think it's actually over a year. I think it's around two years. But Mm. uh, the thought started at that moment. And uh, it was always in the back of my mind. And it always was there. It it was that burning desire that I wanted to do something for uh, the people, especially students, in that very sensitive period in their life but it's not an easy issue easy issue to solve 
it's a very complex complicated topic there is uh, i don't believe there is any simple single one solution to solve right. it but uh, at least those incidents uh, made me more curious and uh, made me think more and more and got me to talk to some of my psychology profs got me to talk to some uh, um friends uh, at school and just like hear more about their experience just to see if everybody else is noticing it or not uh so from there uh, i did a lot of talking to profs i did a lot of talking to mental health professionals um a lot with students and uh, i uh, i noticed a lot of times when people uh, go through that uh, cycle of uh, depression or mental health struggle they self isolate and uh, they uh, they they don't even have the courage to get out of bed mm-hmm. now i have some familiarity with the whole thing because of my own personal experience mm-hmm. but uh, a lot of it i learned more through like talking to professionals and that's how i uh, was thinking still okay we need to create a product that stays with people even when nobody else is nobody else is with them even when nobody else uh, can access to them to just like ask them hey how are you like i'm here for you and uh, that's how i uh, came up with the idea of uh, creating a loungewear brand mm-hmm. because uh, people mostly would wear it at home people would uh, it's like a hug kind of like when you wear a very soft comfortable clothes mm-hmm. it feels like it it feels good right mm-hmm. you feel like taken care of you feel like pampered <laughs> and like uh, yeah. uh it's a very it's very close feeling like it's touching your skin if it's like all natural and uh, you you have a great feeling about it and if it's loungewear you wear it at home you can still wear it outside I, I hope that doesn't happen to anyone, but if at some point they end up self-isolating, they still have that piece of clothes with them, and hopefully that would remind them that, hey, what I'm going through right now in life is not going to be like this always. Life mm-hmm. is beautiful. There are many positive things in life that uh, uh, is still there, and I just need to have the courage to fight for it, and I I need to go for it and uh, live my life to its fullest. Absolutely. And I really like the idea of offering almost like a hug to those that are having a tough time and then how you came up with loungewear because it's something that people usually tend to relax in, myself included. Working Mm -hmm. from home in pajamas, that is my new thing going on right here. (laughs) Regarding loungewear and Mm -hmm. your mental well-being brand, could you tell us a bit more about what this brand is and then a bit more about the loungewear in particular? Yeah, for sure. So I created the brand called Lugo Fego and mm-hmm. uh, it stands for look good, feel good. And Love the that. reason, uh, yeah, and the reason uh, I came up with this name is because as I was talking to some uh, uh, psychology professionals and counselors who work directly with uh, people who are going through a lot of depression or mental health challenges, I learned that a lot of these people also wear sweatshirts or uh, comfortable 
home clothes but the challenge and problem is that when they wear these clothes they're all so so baggy or like they don't mm -hmm. look nice on them they're not flattering and um, what happens is like a another vicious cycle by itself because when you wear a clothes that doesn't look good on you you look in mirror and it automatically unconsciously makes your mood go lower even than mm -hmm. what it was so this was exactly opposite than what I wanted. I wanted to make a loungewear mm -hmm. that makes people feel good. And when they look in mirror, they look good and they feel good. And as I was like doing research and learning about uh, these topics, I was like, okay, what when we make the loungewear, we want it to look good on people so it also feels good. And that's how I came up with the name look good feel good and hence the lugo figo oh love that so much thank you we also wanted to make sure we are not producing another piece of garbage right we wanted to make sure like we're really proud of what we're creating uh, we're taking care of mother earth and uh, mm -hmm. uh, also what we're putting on our skin is natural it really gives us that warm fulfilling hug from a friend that's why we wanted to make sure we use sustainable products that are soft and comfortable uh, and uh, we also wanted to make sure uh, it's high quality and a premium product that uh, uh, can basically um, talk about uh, the quality and also goes hand in hand with having a high quality in life uh, having a basically very fulfilled life. Uh, that's why we decided to produce the clothes locally in Vancouver, Canada, basically. Mm -hmm. um, aside from that, uh, we, we wanted the brand to stand for uh, mental well-being, happiness, living life to its fullest. Uh, and while we were, I was talking to my graphic designer, uh, as I'm saying these things, uh, she came up with this logo that is uh, half brain half heart mm -hmm. with a smile uh with a smiley face and a oh. winking eye basically on the heart and this is a this is a really unique and very uh, happy logo that uh, she created mm -hmm. and it's very meaningful to me a lot of a lot of people also when they see it they say they love the logo it's so like nice and it's so like uh uh assuring it makes them feel good makes them feel uh, great uh, and another positive another very interesting thing about our logo is that uh, the whole thing is connected with one line uh except mm -hmm. the winking eye which, <laughs> uh, which is what we wanted that's like basically the playfulness of life you have to like still enjoy right uh, mm -hmm. but the heart and the brain and the smile is all connected with one line which is how it is in life uh, if your heart and your brain you take care of it they're all connected to each other if you basically feel good in your brain and in your mind you also feel great and calm in your heart and that's how you end up having a beautiful smile on your face mm. oh that is so amazing <laughs> so deep the meaning behind it and I love how you gave, yeah, yeah, such a deep, like, explanation about the single line and overall what 
the logo looks like and what it's composed of. So that's definitely super cool. Thank you. We do one more thing uh, in our brand. Uh, uh, would you like to hear it now? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So uh, like I mentioned, the brand is all about mental well-being and supporting uh, people uh, in living life to its fullest. But also, I also believe uh, uh, it's very important to be very practical. And uh, I uh, didn't want to be just another brand who talks about like mental health or a brand that just create uh, digital assets and reminds people to love themselves because I believe there is a lot of it out there and uh, they are they are very important to uh, to remind people to take care of themselves but a lot of times when somebody is struggling the worst thing they want to do is actually checking out social media mm-hmm. because that is the, act- the actual source of uh, uh, anxiety uh, and peer pressure type of thing from, for many people. Uh, so from my personal experience uh, and uh, many other people, when I spoke to them, dancing was, uh, quote-unquote, the survival technique they used uh, to... F- to come out of depression and also to have a reason to live or to have one at least one exciting thing in their life. So I I went through depression and I uh, had dancing every evening to look mm-hmm. forward to. I was basically living just because I wanted to dance and I wanted to become better and better at it. Uh, and this is why we decided every clothes that we sell we donated dance class to someone in high risk communities like mm-hmm. universities to uh, to expose other people also to this healthy activity that can give them a reason like it did to me and many other to fight for their life. Wow, I absolutely love this. It's great how you donate or support like different dance classes as a way of helping the user or people in environments such as universities or really any other place that's super high stress or prone to high stress to help them relax. You definitely talked a lot about how look good, feel good is different from other types of loungewear in the sense that it's sustainable and you really try to make it comfortable without mass producing a bunch of stuff that just mm-hmm. isn't great for the world or the user and then you also went into a lot of detail about the really amazing logo and how there's so many elements of it so then by looking at the logo what is the intended effect of it what is the one message that you want your users or customers to get out of it the intended effect is uh, life worth living and uh, you have to fight for your dream and you you need to live it to its fullest. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that. Yeah. And I think it's super important as well in understanding that life is short. You really got to pursue what you enjoy doing. Because I think even when we were navigating the height of the pandemic, we realized that like time was Mm -hmm. ticking and that we really didn't have that much time, that life is short. By being able to do the different things that we all want to do and the different things that we said we all want to set out to do, I think it's super important that this brand really reinforces that, like being practical, but then at the same time, not restricting yourself too much. 
Yes, yes, very true. Mm-hmm. So then you talked a lot about your journey, about developing the brand, the brand itself. What is something that you want all of your consumers or all listeners to know about the brand? One aspect of the story that you haven't uncovered yet. I think the one aspect would be we want to be the brand and the people who really make a difference in people's life. I mean, a lot of brands actually mention that and uh, I really hope they can achieve it. For us, we uh, we believe in like all the activities that every every other person or every other every person who suffers mental well-being also does. Mm-hmm. But uh, from our personal journey, we know oh, we know dancing helps. We know this is something that many people have uh, leveraged to come out of uh, come out of uh, mental uh, health challenges that they had. And we didn't want to just uh, uh, take it easy on ourselves and be like, hey, we just donate 10% to mm-hmm. this uh, society or this uh, charity to support uh, this type of activities. Don't take it wrong. I'm not against that. And I really appreciate the hard work all the charities do. But uh, because of our experiences with the friends that we almost lost, we were like, we need something to make a difference today and the same way as uh, me watching my uh, teacher the person who became my teacher later dancing for 10 seconds the same difference that it made in me in 10 seconds I'm fairly sure it would make it for many other people and uh, if I can uh, make a difference in even one person's life with this uh, brand it has worth the entire time that me and uh, the rest of my uh, group has put on this work. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And I surely hope that it will be able to benefit a large group of people way above one. Uh, I hope so too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then aside from supporting dancing, which is definitely a passion of yours, given the impact that it had on you, are there any other endeavors that you plan to support or currently support? Right now, we we focus on like uh, the dancing, but at the same time, we are focusing on uh, building some uh, very relevant uh, mental well-being topics to to leverage on our uh, website and social uh, platforms. That is definitely an amazing plan. I'm guessing that's a part of the long-term vision. Are there any other elements of the long-term vision that you want to channel? Definitely. Uh, long-term vision is basically to inspire more and more people to basically also talk about it and uh, uh, it gets to the point that uh, uh, dance is not the only inspiring activity for many people there are other activities that also produces these uh, uh, mood boosting hormones like working Mm -hmm. out or like running and hopefully the topic becomes so well-known and uh, so common that people uh, start exploring different activities because we know dancing is one great way but uh, it may not be for many people and they need to also find out what is their passion and what ignite and spark in their life so as we go forward we try to explore other things that can ignite that spark in other people's life 
definitely sounds like a plan. All the best. And I hope that it comes to fruition. Definitely something to manifest for 2022, <laughs> since we're all about manifesting these days. Yeah, yeah, definitely a lot of work that we're going to do. And uh, hopefully things uh, open up more and people can go out, have more social dance and do more activities together. Because being with other people also improves mood a lot. Mm-hmm. It definitely does. And then like human beings, of course, are social creatures. So then that would surely play a really big role. Yeah, definitely. I'm not good at science, but uh, I during my research, I remember there, is, there are these four hormones that uh, science has proven every time we have more of them, we get we function better, we have mm-hmm. higher mood and... Uh, if if we find out the activities that increase those hormones and just like implement them in our daily life, uh, they they would uh, they would make a huge difference in our life. And you mentioned humans are social creatures. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those hormones was basically was created when we are around other people. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter if we are just like in a classroom, sitting there, or like we are uh, in a dance class, or uh, we're doing a group activity. Yeah. And then super cool how you incorporated this one aspect about the different hormones. I have a feeling that I might have come across something similar. By any chance, is it called like a cocktail of um, like chemicals? A cocktail of chemicals. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't come across that name, but actually I, I have taken notes from the hormones. <laughs> I can't tell them. One of them. One of them is called serotonin. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, The other one is endorphins. Oh, we might be talking about the same thing then. (laughs) Probably. Next one is dopamine. Mm. Uh, Dopamine is also known as the feel-good hormone. Oh, yes. And uh, the last one is oxytoxin. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's, uh, I believe that's the one they call the love hormone. Oh, yes. I can't believe you took notes and you just whipped out the notes. Love that. (laughs) Oh, well you know like i i know i'm not gonna remember the name so i was like i should take notes <laughs> love that love the proactiveness and then the reason why i brought up the like hormone cocktails or the yeah. chemical cocktails is because i was reading a book not about exercising or dancing it was literally a book about dating <laughs> <laughs> so then i was like wait hormones are these it oh yeah they are yeah it all plays a role absolutely and then for listeners out there if you're curious about what dating book i was reading it's called eight dates yes definitely eight dates yeah like going on eight different dates and then you talk about eight different topics to determine if that person is the one oh wow very cool yeah definitely gonna be my new strategy in 2022 (laughs) And then we were briefly talking about manifesting because literally that topic just came into mind. Out of curiosity, did you manifest any element of your brand or did you purely strategize, talk to different people about it? I did definitely. I do believe in manifesting things and uh, power of uh, putting putting your uh, wishes and wants uh, in the universe and mm-hmm. work for it. I don't know. Uh, yes. I believe working for it is basically the huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, it's important to know what you want because if you don't know what you want, then you're not going to be able to even work for it. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, I uh, I did always... Uh, I was interested in uh, having an entrepreneurship life and 
living as an entrepreneur uh, but also I'm passionate about uh, uh, the things I do and I wanted to oh, let it be something that uh, I really care about uh, it wasn't th- something that oh I just wanted to do this because uh, I had a goal of becoming an entrepreneur by this mm-hmm. day for sure and then is there anything that you are currently manifesting about this brand and what is to come right now? Hmm. Yeah, from the very beginning, I've been manifesting to say to give one million dance classes and Ooh. hopefully inspire one million people and let mm-hmm. that snowball and grow to more and more people. I love that so much. Are you able to share what number you're at right now? Uh, I would give you I'm on three digits now. Mm, wow. <laughs> Thank you. On your way. You're definitely on your way. And then I truly believe that it will continue growing. And then as you continue spreading this message about look good, feel good, you're able to easily surpass one million. That's my wish as well to the universe for you. Thank you. Uh, we are both manifesting. And yes, I'm we are not- both manifesting this hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh I'm very, very ap- appreciative and uh, thankful for the opportunity that you gave me to uh, talk about my brand. Yeah, absolutely. It was definitely my pleasure. And then I know that, okay, so a bit of a backstory. Um, <laughs> it was for the listeners out there near the beginning, I mentioned that Hamid and I knew each other since university, and then we are also colleagues. So then we're currently interning at the same company. And then we chatted together at the company lounge and then he told me a bit more about his business and different things that he was up to. But since chatting with Hamid actually about the different things that were going on in life and eventually talking about his brand, I knew that I definitely wanted to feature him on this podcast. So I'm very glad you agreed to come on here. It's a pleasure. I'm very glad that we found each other on that yep. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, I was like, this is great. And the funny thing is from the first day I met you, I I saw you on one of the group calls and I messaged you, but it was like the bigger group calls and I know you <laughs> didn't notice. And I was like, oh, I need to actually private message. So, so, uh, um, yeah, it was it was really great to like have a friend in in company when you don't know many people absolutely that is so true and dang it zoom zoom (laughs) hit the message so that i couldn't see it and i was just like (laughs) ah but then yes definitely blessings upon blessings we love it now that we are at the end of the episode where do we find you are there any handles that you can drop for us yeah definitely well you can check out uh, our website at lugo figo dot ca mm-hmm. and that's spelled like l-u-g-o-f-e-g-o uh you can also find us on instagram with the same handle mm-hmm. and uh, if you want you can also add me on linkedin uh with my full name love it business student things <laughs> <laughs> it's always on linkedin but no it's definitely amazing thank you for dropping all of these handles my pleasure mm-hmm. yeah i'm uh i'm not that big myself i don't use instagram much uh i'm more on linkedin just like you know being i think that's being a business student uh 
but uh, yeah, definitely I'm responsive uh, on all the channels if somebody reaches out. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So you guys heard it. Head over to those links and those handles to learn more about Hamid. And of course, this is what you have to do. You have to cop your very own set of loungewear. <laughs> So then definitely feel comfortable in it and please support Hamid. Thank you. And of course, like, I hope you will be able to use Instagram a lot more once this gains more traction and once it definitely blows up and supports a lot of people. You're going to be busy. Yes, yes, definitely. All right, cool. Well, this brings us to the very end of today's episode. If you enjoyed it, make sure you... Uh, subscribe to it. Make sure you continue listening. And of course, keep an eye out for any new episodes that are dropping. We are almost at the end of the year. And for 2022, I will be back. All right. So lots of great things mentioned today. Let's manifest everything out of it. And all the best. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you.